0: Leo Roundtable at leoroundtable.com. My name is Chip the Block and I'm your host. We're a group of law enforcement professionals that talk about law enforcement issues in the news, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. And let me go ahead and introduce the crew to you guys if you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show. And uh, let's see, I believe it's all retired this evening. We have um, Special Agent Mike Roach. We also have Lieutenant Bob Kroll. You're going to do a lot of talking uh, um, today, Bob. Uh, We've also got Corporal David D. Gresta, Officer Andre Casal, and producer Will Statcher. So thanks, guys, for being on the show. Also, a shout out to our sponsors: we have Motion DSP, Guardian Alliance Technologies, Gunlearn.com, MyMedicare.live. TAC-TOTE.COM, and we are fueled by Bank Energy. So thanks to all those entities for helping make this show happen. This is on Rumble, and it's on the channel. I think it's the best law enforcement video channel. It's called This Is Butter, and I love the Rumble channel. So this is called Decatur Police. They released a body cam of an intense shootout that left two officers injured and one suspect dead.
1: your arm? and the face, I'm, I'm hit all over.
0: So the Decatur police, they released this body cam and dash cam footage from an officer-involved shooting. October 12th, two cops uh, injured, suspects dead. Officer Rashawn, the suspect was killed after a traffic stop that turned violent. Uh, you get to see multiple angles from several different body cams and patrol dash cams. I mean, there's a ton of video on this thing. Suspect is identified as Jamonte O'Neill, 32 years old, of Decatur, and he was pronounced dead. So 2.30 in the morning, officer to a traffic stop and shots are fired during the stop. So the informant had told the cops that um, our bad guy, the driver, was in possession of a gun. They said, Neil, had two guns in the car with them, One was underneath them. De- Decatur police said that's the one he reached for before opening fire on the officers. The officer repeatedly ordered him to show his hands, place his hands on the steering wheel. The bad guy refused to comply. One officer assault was believed to be a handgun in the vehicle near him. And at this point, they tried to remove him from the vehicle. And that's when or bad guy produces a handgun, fires multiple rounds at the officers, close range, officers return fire. Then he fires again, and the officers return fire. And during the shootout, uh, one Decatur cop hit multiple times, a second one hit one time, and Neil, or bad guy, struck multiple times. So Decatur Police Chief Shane Brandle said that Sergeant Whitmer uh, was in the worst possible situation during this incident. You can see in one of the videos that he had been hit multiple times by gunfire. He goes down the ground, his vision's impaired, and he had a malfunction in his weapon. You get to see this guy swiftly and efficiently clear the uh, the jam the malfunction in his weapon and and be able to I think he emptied the, the uh, magazine after that. Um and and, and this is all during in, in the middle of a gun battle. So just a a wild a wild story and uh, and that's what happened in the videos. Uh, comments on this guys. David you want to start us off?
2: God, I can try. Um yeah, intense intense is a good word. Um the you know that the when you see them up on the car it, it's it, it's so dark, and the video is not that real it's not that clear, but the the one dash cam video of uh, from the one of the vehicles that shows the driver's side of the bad guy's car and the two officers on that side at the driver's door is probably the best view. um that's where everything is really happening in close and personal there uh, the you know, it just goes, the sergeant got a little bit a little bit anxious, I think. I mean, you, you've got a call where you know that you, you've got information that someone in the car has, has a firearm, and yet he got himself around, in, you know, in front of that door or out too much beside the driver. The one officer stayed just on that back door frame um, as he was trying to manipulate the scenario in front of him, but the, the, the other sergeant went right around him, and right up to the bad guy, I mean, right in his face, just in a, in a bad position. If you've got something like that, you know you've got a firearm in the car, you have very high suspicions, you're talking about doing felony stops, guys. And to, to all the cops out there, anybody that's ever been involved in that sort of thing, we know what that is. I mean, it's high risk felony stops where you're not charging up on that car like that. That being said, you know, the, the poo-poo hits the fan, so to speak. Uh, the sergeant takes a couple of, of rounds at close range is backpedaling, falls to the ground, starts returning fire. You see the gun jam or you realize that's what's happening. You can't really see it. Like I said, the, the, the video is not the greatest, but you can see him having a problem working the gun and clearing it, you know, the slap, slap rack and bang thing. And he gets back into the fight laying on the ground. The bad guy comes out of the car. He's continuing to fire. The sergeant's returning fire and the, the bad guy goes down in front of him and he makes sure that he stays down with a couple of shots at the end there. Um, the other officers from that perspective, you couldn't really see what they're doing, but that's really, that's really the focus of, of what I'm looking at is that interaction at the driver's door. Um, so it, it shoulda, woulda, coulda. We can say that all day. It was a very difficult situation. The point to the video is that sergeant responded or that officer sergeant responded um very well to being in that type of a bad scene where he's taken a couple of hits he goes to the ground he's got to defend himself and put the bad guy down which he does that part was well done clearing the clearing the 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 uh, malfunction as well
0: thanks david go to andrea and i'm gonna do a story involving bob kroll right after you go we got about you know a four, four or five minutes
3: Dave did a great job of breaking down the video. Unfortunately, sometimes you find yourself that close to the vehicle. I think I didn't like how the one officer was, he was real close. And then when he backed off and the Sergeant kind of stepped in, he kind of put himself, you know, right there, right in the middle of, you know, knowing that there's possibly a firearm in there. He put himself in harm's way. That being said, it's not uncommon to find yourself in that position in a traffic stop. I think very quickly, you don't, don't always know if there's a firearm, they did have, you know, they did have knowledge that there was probably firearms in the car. I do think that officers forget um, often to do a felony traffic stop. Just do it. And even if you're wrong, you know, it's okay. You know, just talk them through it, slow it down. And I think that we get too, you know, fired up and we kind of just, you know, kind of jump the gun. Now, to Dave's point, the sergeant did phenomenal. I mean, I don't know how he responded so well, even him getting on the radio after he had been, you know, shot. He did a phenomenal job. He stayed calm, cool, and you know it. Actually, it's a very intense video. He did a phenomenal job from that point forward, and you know I'm thankful that he ended up, you know, being okay.
0: All right, thanks, Andrea, Um, Lieutenant Kroll. I'm going to move you to the top of the of the uh, of the hour at the top of the next the next one. Um, I think we've got roughly about two minutes left. Is that right, producer Will?
1: So I want to catch a little just a little bit on what those guys didn't say on his last one, Chip, or we went ahead. Go ahead, absolutely. I have a big question on what the guy on the passenger side was doing. Did he get a shot off? Did he run back? It looked to me, and and I'm not Monday morning quarterback. I'm just wondering, did he even fire? It looked to me like he retreated. And he's the one that says there's a gun under his butt. There's a gun under his butt. He's yelling at him. And the bad guy's focus is on the guys at the driver's door. And I'm going, why didn't he watch that hand and get a shot off? Was there concern for crossfire uh with the guys being where they were but to me he had the best perspective with uh, in in the least amount of harm's way and he could have incapacitated that guy behind the wheel of the car immediately i would have thought but it looked to me like he retreated maybe
2: somebody has some better insight you know bob i i, I didn't comment on that part of the video because the the camera the, the dash cam of the car that had that angle on the passenger side from the front of the bad guy's car, looking kind of across the hood at the passenger side and the officer that was on that side, I think in the dark, there's a large, there was a large tree there and that's where that officer was. I think he stepped back behind the tree, but I couldn't tell. It looked like there were muzzle flashes coming in, coming in there, but I, I couldn't say for sure. So I don't know, but good question.
0: And Lieutenant Crowell, we're going to start off with you because I'm on lawofficer.com. There's a new documentary renews a debate over George George Floyd's death, and I'm just going to take the first couple paragraphs. It says the release of a new documentary was thrust. I guess it's thrust Black Lives Matter, the movement, and the death of George Floyd back into the national spotlight. The greatest lie ever sold. Produced by conservative commentator Candace Owens was officially released on Wednesday. The documentary that looks back on the rights of Minneapolis, in Minneapolis and your neck of the woods and around the United States and sheds light on BLM's exploitation of the Floyd tragedy for financial gain. Uh, what kind of insight do you have for us? And also, I understand that your book is now available. We want to hear all about that, too.
1: Thanks. Um, Well, my, my wife lives as a local reporter here. She and I are in the documentary. Candace came up in the spring and filmed with us and she filmed with uh, a retired Sergeant, Joey Sandberg, and she filmed with retired Lieutenant Kim Lund. So there was uh, several Minneapolis cops in this thing. She went on site. She even got in and, and uh, did interviews with George Floyd's roommates. Um, but the big uncovering is the scam of this BLM and how they have basically stolen money from people. If you don't have the Daily Wire, uh, you need to get it. And it's, it's worth the viewing price for this documentary at all, uh, or alone, rather. Um, it's, it's a great show. We had the honor of going to Nashville to the premiere with Candace and company and had a great time watching it. But she really exposes the fraud behind this BLM movement and how... The money did not go anywhere. I won't ruin the show, but it didn't go anywhere that they were telling people it was. In fact, they never took, the family never took uh, George Floyd's belongings out, his abandoned car at the back. Candace actually paid to have that stuff removed on behalf of them. Uh, it's, it's just a tragic story of uncovering the truth. Uh, and it leads into my wife's book, and it's it's at theliexposed.com. But it's called They're Lying the media, the left and the death of George Floyd. And it just, it's only been out for uh, about 12 days now. Um, It made Amazon bestseller in law enforcement and bestseller in in, in a couple other categories. So it's going bonkers, but it's the story of what happened to us behind the scenes, but it also features interviews with Derek Chauvin, uh, Thomas Lane, um, uh, many parts that I, you know, I wouldn't be working in Minneapolis so long at, and being my perspective from the union president and her perspective at a local television reporter, what happened. Uh, there's insight into the entire George Floyd incident that no one else could ever, uh, collectively uncover.
0: So Lieutenant, again, can you hold the book up one more time, please, or, our viewers can see that. And, uh, and, and for the people that are listening on podcast and listening on the radio,
1: can you give that website address again so they can uh, check this book out and order it? It's theliexposed.com. All the words ran together. Otherwise, you could just uh, Google they're lying or Liz Collin and it'll pop up. She's uh, currently a local port reporter with our Alpha News, which I'm supporting. Sure. The and they uh, end up forwarding a lot of stories for the show through Law Officer. Uh, also, they, they do a lot of partnership with Law Officer.
0: Well, uh, yeah. Congratulations to your wife for writing the book. I know we cover a lot of articles, great articles from Alpha News. So, uh, so yeah, very excited. Um, I'm on the I'm on
1: the list for the book. I, I I can't wait to get it and read it. So, um, I, I nothing you know. but positive feedback. So it's it's going really well. But it's it's kind of it's actually coincidental, but the timing of Candace's documentary coming out and ours, and uh, it, as it's not going to shock anyone, but Candace Owens was about the nicest person you'd ever meet.
0: Excellent. All right. Well, uh, well, good. So um, so anyhow, the, the media continues to blame. So um, so no, uh, no shocks there. But, um, you know, the, um, the the companion article, I guess I am just going to go to um, the main story, Law Officer. Um, it's talking about uh, the Associated Press continues to publish stories suggesting a causation link between the pandemic and crime. So uh, and, and, and again, this is on Law Officer.com. So I'm kind of taking it the way they wrote it. Uh, but it says that no, not investigative journalism seeking to examine whether a virus was created through banned gain of function research. And it's not journalism suggesting the use of biological weapon as a war crime. It's simply crime and violence on our streets. So the AP continues to cite the pandemic has, uh, a key explanation for the continuing lawlessness that exploded in 2020 across America. And now, as we all know, the spark of that explosion occurred in May 2020 in Minneapolis. Uh, yet, uh let us not forget that just days before that spark, the news media was citing the pandemic as the reason why crime in America was declining. And it's beyond time to stop using the pandemic as a boogeyman that gloss over the lawlessness that issue that persists in far too much of our nation. So um, I'm just curious. I include this as the main topic. I'm just curious, do you think that they're on to something? I mean, when you hear people talking about the pandemic and blame, blaming crime instead of like liberal run, you know, cities and jurisdictions, uh, do they have something with this article or not? And and Bob, Bob, I know you just got done talking, but you may be one of the people closest to this thing, because they're kind of blaming, you know, they're talking about Minneapolis and some of the George Floyd stuff in this thing too, so.
1: Yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're just over a week away from a a huge election here. And um, this you can't forget that the press has been in the back pocket of the left for for so long and so hard. Um, Yeah. yeah, That when you read this from the AP, everything's COVID, you know, if you look at the past couple of years, hell, I just bought Halloween candy. I mean, it's twice the price for that, too. Everybody wants to talk about gas. But they've really got nothing to point to other than, you know, the, the, the pandemic and January 6th and otherwise don't nothing to see here when look around and, and, and the crime. I mean, the the border, uh, you guys know it's that's what's coming with all the fentanyl and the crime that along with defund. And in Minneapolis, they didn't really defund the police. The city voted against it. However, they did it by default. That department went from 900 down to three, uh, 550 right now. So they've, they've lost 350 cops out of there. And it's wow. only getting worse. And some of our stories touch about what you're getting. This, this last guy that had four years on as a deputy and he's selling firearms. When you've got nobody going into the job, you know, you're know you gonna lower your standards and that's when you're gonna have your bad people become police officers. It's, it's a scary time for this country as a whole. Well, thanks. Andrew?
3: Real quick, you can even take it further. I still have school-aged children, and everything, even in the schools, the lack of learning, the behavior in schools, everything is we're blaming on COVID. You know, we lost those couple of years. How long can we do that? You know, when are we going to start holding people accountable? We're still not holding people accountable. We continue to blame it on the pandemic. We're allowing poor behavior in schools, which is translating to poor behavior, you know, out on the streets. And I mean, like it's just continuing. It's a, it's a, it's a continuum. It's a real problem, and we got to stop blaming the pandemic.
4: Thanks, Andrea. All right, excellent, guys. Uh, Mike Roach. Yeah, so in uh, 2016, a uh, Harvard economist by the name of Roland Fryer conducted a study because he went in feeling that there was just racial bias with uh, police shootings. And what he found was he could not identify a racial bias involved in the shooting. But the one thing he did find was that because of the associated disengagement after these incidents where the police are now, you know the Ferguson effect, start to withdraw, uh, afraid to engage, that that caused an additional thousand uh, people dying as a result of homicide, and most of those people are African Americans. So that's how it all translates is it's those neighborhoods that actually are hurt the worst by. The, the, the policies of uh, the, the party now.
0: Thanks, Mike. Mike, um, well, go, go ahead, David. When you're it, done, I want Mike to, to talk about his book and how people because he I didn't give him the opportunity earlier, so I wanted to do that after you get done, David. Go ahead. Yeah, I
2: was I was just gonna say God bless Mike Roach for for quoting some idiot from Harvard that that had to do a study that the rest of us knew you know was going to happen from day one. I mean, the the idiocy of of it all is just is mind boggling. The the, the the blame game that that just continues to go on and on and on, can't can't look at yourself in the mirror. Oh God, no, not that. But everybody else, everything else, you name it: Trump, Putin, the pandemic, um, what you know, global warming. It's just it's just horrendously stupid the way this goes on. And and like and as I said, it takes a, some genius from from Harvard, and that's definitely a pun um is uh has got to do a study to to, to prove us all correct that's that's just the, the epitome of, of ridiculous
0: uh that brings back memories mike of uh, me and monterey uh this past week and the girl that was serving us uh wine the sample has telling us about the climate change and how just everything's is full in the pot because of that yeah that's what yeah thanks david for making me real of that uh mike hold your book up mass uh killers and and tell our listeners where they can go to get a hold of that.
1: Yep.
4: So it's uh on Amazon exclusive and um uh again Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman uh, endorsed it wrote the uh, the forward to it. So I was uh, very honored to, to have him um call the book brilliant. That, that's not my words, that's his. And um then also i wrote another series here let me give another plug to the blue monster which is a, a series of three books uh uh crime fiction uh based on a fictitious detective that could be andrea uh in uh, in tampa so <laughs> that sounds like nonfiction to me but uh, yeah
3: I, i'm not writing books but i can star in them we're good
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right excellent thanks Thanks to the crew for making yourselves available, but everybody has a wonderful Halloween week. And thank you to our sponsors. We have Motion DSP, Guardian Lights Technologies, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.life, CAC-TOTE.com. And also we are fueled by bank energy. Hope everybody has a wonderful and a safe week.